Wow, uh, it's really um, an honor to be here. Thank you, Wayne, Catherine. Um, this is this is extraordinary uh, what you've done. This is an extraordinary group of individuals. Um, I want to thank all of you for everything that you do every day. Um, the doctors, the 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 leaders, um, you 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 people in the technology world. Uh, it's extraordinary. Um, I've heard some stories from many of you, which are which are inspiring and which really, really humble me. Um, you really make the world a better place. So thank you very much for all, all of your commitments. I want to congratulate all the young delegates that are here. I'm sure your parents are really, really proud of you. Um, I know there's a young swimmer here who I met last night in the elevator whose mother was just beaming. Uh, she likes to travel um, with her, so she's kind of her, her partner in that travel. Um, like Admiral McRaven, and, and, and where is Admiral McRaven? Is he here? Yeah, I, I've been listening to your voice now for, it seems like, eight months. Um, I've been using your um, commencement speech that you did at the University of Texas, Austin, as a lead-off to uh, my all-staff meetings um, at our different restaurants around the, around the, around the country. So thank you. You've, you've inspired so many, as I'm sure you've known. And, and I, too, feel like you, that the future is bright and in the safe hands of all of these uh, wonderful young entrepreneurs, young, talented individuals who are making a difference. Um, I, I'm a cook. Um, success to me looks much different than it does to Francis um, or Joey or many of you. Um, I don't save lives. I don't define economic policy. I don't invent the next technological marvel or defend the innocent. Our success is really based on giving our guests a memory that they can share with their loved ones and their friends. That goes just a little further, though, because it's not always about our guests. It's also about us, all of those who are working in our restaurants, because to us, success also is defined by those memories that we give one another. We spend an awful lot of time together um, working side by side, um, and it's one of the true benefits of our restaurant is to see how these young people come together and work every day. It's pretty extraordinary. I began my career at 15 in front of a Hobart dishwasher. Uh, my mother ran restaurants when I was a child. I was the youngest of five boys. My father was also in the military, so we traveled around a lot. Um, she kept an eye on my older brother, Joseph, and I. We were the two youngest. So I, he, he got to peel vegetables and work with the cooks, and I got to be in front of the dishwasher. But it's amazing what you learn at those least expected times. I learned six disciplines standing in front of that dishwasher that became the cornerstone of my success. I learned about organization, how important organization was. The waiters come in with their dirty dishes and their dirty glasses and their dirty silverware, and they don't know where to put it. They would just throw it anywhere. So you have to set an example for them. This size plate goes here, this size plate goes there, the silverware goes here, the glasses go there. Organization was key. And as a young person, I became organized. Efficiency. Efficiency was key as well. I needed to understand the dynamics and the timing of being able to wash all these different dishes, all these different pieces of serviceware, how to get ready to wash which ones, at what point to have it ready to go where they needed to go throughout the restaurant. Efficiency was critical. The need for critical feedback, critical feedback, um, became apparent to me. If I didn't scrape the dishes correctly or rinse them off correctly, 
put them in the dish machine, 90 seconds later the door would open and they would still be dirty. I knew I didn't do a good job immediately. Right away, I had to start all over again. Repetition. Repetition was key. Learning to enjoy the same thing over and 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 over again. I realized I really liked repetition. It gave me a great sense of comfort. It was actually liberating after a while because the more you do something, the more you used to get to doing it, the more time you have to think about what you're going to do after that. What is your next goal? Repetition was key for me. Rituals. The idea of rituals. Every day doing the same thing at the same time. You had to empty the water out of the dish machine at specific times. You had to empty the garbage at specific times. You had to sweep the floor at specific times. You had to take out the garbage at specific times. You do these things, and they became ritualistic for you. I like that. I like that kind of order in my life. And then lastly was teamwork. Understanding that no matter what position you held in that kitchen, you were as important as everybody else. Everybody relied on me. The cooks needed me desperately. They needed their plates, or else they couldn't plate the food. The bartenders needed their glasses. The waiters and waitresses needed their knives and forks. They needed their silverware. And they all relied on me, creating great teamwork. I love that. In July of 1977, I was in Narragansett, Rhode Island. I was a young man, a young cook, who really enjoyed the summer life of New England. I cooked because it allowed me to travel around, not necessarily because I wanted to become a chef. I like, I like the freedom. I knew I could go anywhere in our country and get a job, true job security. The chef I worked for at a private club shared a few words of wisdom with me that changed my life. I was the staff cook at this private club. He came to me and said, Thomas, the reason we cook, all cooks, fine dining chefs, the best chefs, the ones that are in the family restaurants, the ones that are at the bistros, we all cook because we want to nurture people. And it was that nurturing idea that really resonated with me. And it was that moment, 37 years ago, that I decided to become a professional chef. I've been blessed to be part of a profession that has changed the way America eats and thinks about food. We have come so far in these 40 years. It's extraordinary. I remember as a child going to a grocery store and they had iceberg lettuce, maybe some green tomatoes, very little other things. The diversity of food that we now have available to us is a direct result of my profession. You all have the opportunity to go to grocery stores, go to farmers markets, interact with those individuals who are there producing our food because of chefs. And I'm very, very proud of that. We have the best farmers now. We have the best fishermen. We have the best gardeners, the best foragers. We have the best culinary schools. We have some of the best restaurants. And certainly, we have some of the best chefs in the world, in our country. And we did that in 40 years. 
I am just really, really proud of this profession and where we've come from. As a young cook, I remember being in cramped kitchens with hardly any tools to work with and expected to work 16, 18 hours a day. Today we have kitchens that are respectful, that allow those young people to work in a comfortable environment where they can learn and they can be the next generation because it is those next generations that we really have to focus on. I've learned that there are three very important elements that I have to attend to at this time. One is to make sure that we hire the right individuals. 20 years ago, we really weren't worried about hiring the right individuals. We just needed somebody to fill a spot. Today, we're really concerned about that. We want to give them the right training. The training is critical. We don't know how long that's going to take. When I was a young cook, it was two weeks. I mean, I know a lot of you are mothers out there, and, and when you're teaching your children how to swim, you put those floaties on them, and you say, okay, you've got two weeks to learn, and all of a sudden they don't know how to learn in two weeks, and you take the floaties off, they drown, and what happens? You have to be able to take the time to train. And then mentorship, key. Mentorship is not about a job, it's about a life. It's about a career. And if we do those three things correctly, what happens is that they become better than us. Because if they're not better than us, and we haven't done a good job. That's very important. I know my time is almost up, but just some brief things. I want to hopefully pass on a couple more little pearls of my, the way I think. Advice. Young culinarians always ask me about advice. Patience. Be patient with your career. Enjoy the moment. This is your learning experience. Don't rush it. You have plenty of time. But be persistent. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. You can do anything you want. As I was raising money for the French Laundry, I cut out a title to an article that was in the New York Times. I had no idea what the content of the article was, but the title was something that resonated with me. Having a dream is hard. Living it is harder. That sat on my desk for 18 months as I called people and asked them for money. It would got me through that 18 months. It's still on my desk today. Passion, just a brief, brief comment about passion, because I know I hear that all the time. I hear that more often than I really like to hear that. When a young culinarian comes to our restaurant, and he gets into those final stages of interview, what is it that drives you? Why do you want to be a cook? Chef, I am really so passionate about what I do. Okay, really? You're really passionate about what you do? Okay, so what happens... When you're doing the same thing every day, what happens when you're chopping that brunoise for the next six months? Are you going to be as passionate about doing that task three months from now as you are today? I don't want passion. I want desire. Desire trumps passion every day for me. That strong desire, no matter what the passion level is, is going to drive those young culinarians to make sure they're doing the job that I want. Lastly, I want to share with you a quote that hangs in all of our kitchens. When you acknowledge, as you must, that there is no such thing as perfect food, only the idea of it, then the real purpose of striving towards perfection becomes clear. To make people happy. That's what cooking is all about. Thank you.